Okay, so I was gonna wait for this song to finish and start my recording, but there's something about being raw and authentic in your worship. And so I'll begin. So this is a conversation with myself through a course that I signed up to way back when, and I'm talking, um, it looks like, yeah, February. And now as I speak to you, it is currently the 29th of June. And so, yes, here I am. So this is the first, first introduction to the course. So I've signed up to dailyom.com and the course is written by a lady called Rachel. And really and truly this course is, I even forgot that it was a course. I thought it was just like a, this is going to sound so cliche, but like a daily prompt to do a bit of writing, um, which it is. But it's a course and there's a certificate at the end of it and that's not why I'm doing it. It's because I'm really, really conscious and um, really wanting to be led. I'm really wanting to be led to um, knowing how to write um, my story. So the first prompt and guide to my writing question is what is standing in my way right now what's standing in my way right now is my mindset and my time management that's what's standing in my way right now and what would happen if i was to if i were to overcome the obstacle i would be much more further in life and this is so timely because I was just listening to Premier Praise and um, just a little prompt came up about distractions and I actually wrote it down in my journal. Um, and I wrote, distractions delay my destiny, purpose and calling. And I wrote underneath, don't allow distractions. And it's easy to write, it's easy to say. But when you, I feel like when you have the goal in mind, when you know what you're right, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, it drives you. And so distractions have no room. And I think I will start to begin to tell myself that and really, you know, speak that. It also goes on to say, what would happen if, if I didn't, if I didn't, think broadly emotionally physically financially um yeah well that's a that's a powerful question what would happen if i overcame these obstacles how would how would it impact me emotionally physically and financially i think and i believe i'd be in a much better place because this is this is like carrying a baby for more than nine months. It's something that just needs to be birthed. Um, and so it gets uncomfortable. And there's risk of um, um, 
dangers with that pregnancy, the risk of dangers with what you're carrying, not giving birth to it at the right time, can cause you can cause it to be aborted or miscarried or, you know, um, the worst, which are those things I just mentioned. Can I reframe the most pressing current obstacles? Can I reframe the most present pressing current obstacles as simply a to-do list? In other words, in order to overcome this, what do I need to learn? Mm. What tasks do I need to perform? What do I need to... Who do I need to convince? First and foremost, I think I need to convince myself that this is important and I think I'm there. Um... <clears throat> And I feel like I need to get myself into a daily habit of just opening this up and, and, and reading it, writing it. I'm going with the prompt at the end that said you can, why not, basically, um, what did it say? Something like dictaphone it, um, record it. And then I thought, okay, actually, that's not a bad idea. Because I remember in the latter part of my dissertation for my undergrad, I used a dictaphone and that really helped me get 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 words onto paper. So I spoke it and then I listened back and I typed. And honestly, I had so much words, it was ridiculous. So yeah, this is actually a good idea. Have I ever have I ever used an obstacle as an excuse not to get started? Did I regret it? Yes. Um many times I've used obstacles such as Oh, I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to fast, I'm trying to get right with God, I'm trying to get everything in order before I can do what I need to do um I really don't like to I guess I don't like to admit to regret I really I really feel like I don't want it to be a part of my vocabulary I don't like to regret things in life I like to look back and think and say to myself what could I what did you learn from that what could I have learned from it and are obstacles really just fears holding you back? Mm, possibly. What is the longest running obstacle in your life? Oh my gosh. My mental health. Like a roller coaster. Up, down, around. Yeah, it's my... The longest running obstacle I would say is my lack of healthy mental stability. What steps have I used to make progress towards overcoming it? <clears throat> hmm. I guess counselling and signing up to Tavis Taylor's Purpose Pusher. It was a 30 day. Was it 30 days? Hmm, no. 90 day challenge um but really and truly what 
yeah, what steps have I used to make progress towards overcoming? Yeah, counselling. <clears throat> How far have I come with it? Mm, not very far. What do I wish would happen? I would like and I pray is the terminology I would use. And I'm working towards just having a healthy mindset like a routine, a habit. This is what I do. And having my own set of mental tools to fall back on and to use. I like the fact that my son's enrolled into this very short um, group where they meet once a week and they get to talk about just, yeah, the state of their mental health and how they can, they, they've been taught how to manage and how to, what to do in a crisis or what to do when things don't go your way or they're really being equipped with tools and I really, really feel that's very important, Um, even as you're growing. How would that be possible? The steps that I'm taking, how would that be possible? Really and truly, an accountability partner would be ace. Having an accountability partner. Or I think a range of five of them in the five areas of people, which is something um, that I learned or heard about through someone in a clubhouse room where he was talking about people... And he broke he broke it on as an acronym, which I will look at shortly. Uh, I'll refer back to it in my next piece. And what is the biggest obstacle I fa- I have faced in my past? The biggest obstacle, oof, there have been so many. Um, the one in which. I started, oh, obstacle, hmm, ah, I was going to say, I was thinking of the biggest challenge or the biggest moment in my life that I faced, but no, this is talking about roadblocks, isn't it, so what is the biggest obstacle that I've faced in my past, I really need to, I'm just referring back to my mental stability, or lack of, um, having a breakdown, I guess, that was my biggest obstacle. Um, is that a challenge again? Mm, this is a good question. Biggest obstacle. Giving up. That would be my biggest obstacle. Um, did I overcome giving up? Hmm. I guess I'm I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. Mm-hmm. This was my first, well, my introduction of the daily um, uh, I believe it's called Becoming Your Authentic Self. A year of writing to uncover the authentic self. Lesson one introduction. Bearing in mind, I am months behind, but that was a good first try. Hello, hello, it's me again. To initially, me. 
I was sitting here thinking, okay, I need to structure this out. And, okay, within one episode, no, in one series, in one, in the series, there's six episodes, or something like that. But anyway, I really jumped on here to really record my thoughts and feelings towards my family, really, my immediate family, that's myself and my two children. Um... I bought my son a book recently that's basically to help him with his grammar. And then I just flicked through it and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. Not even I want to read this. And then I was like, but you're the mom. You need to focus. You need to support him. You know, you need to keep pushing no matter what. You can't give up. Um, And then I was like, but what did he say to me in his frustration? He said, mom, but. You know, I'm I'm into animals and insects and, you know, things of of nature. If I'm going to read anything, I want it to be about those things. And I was kind of frustrated in the fact that I wanted him to like another book that his godmother got him. And I was thinking, how can I reword this? How can I help him? And in actual fact, as I'm talking, I'm thinking audio could work alongside the book. And this book in particular is is to help or to help you, yeah, to guide you in understanding the battlefield of your mind by Joyce Meyer. And this is the um, one for children or young boys, preteens. And as I'm sitting here, I'm just like, some of the greatest things that have been coming out lately and for a while now has been, have been from places where parents have been frustrated and because they couldn't find something that suited or could support their children in a way that suited them or their learning style. And so I'm thinking, okay, he likes animals, he likes things of nature... I need him to practice his his basic arithmetic daily and also his writing and ex- and expand his thinking on paper. So I'm thinking, okay, why don't you create it? So I'm putting it to myself, why don't I create that? And so I'm going to look into that and I'm going to see how I can create it. And if I don't know how, I'm going to find out. Because in my closing remark, remarks on a program that I'm a part of called Redeem the Ten, which is well, it was initially Redeem the Ten, which has they have started a fellowship called the Marcella Fellows, which I'm a part of. And we met to this evening, the 30th of June 2021. And in my closing remark was, in all my getting, get understanding. And I say that to you, in all your getting, get understanding. So if you don't know something, find out. And find out from those who do know. Um, There's something powerful about getting understanding. So that is what I wanted to share today. I also am in deep reflection on... 
how I can best write this book and I don't know what I, yeah, I wrote some notes on my notes of the evening meeting and something I wrote was I would love to have a conversation with my eldest cousin to ask her who her mum was in her eyes, what she meant to her, how was she viewed by others, how was she misunderstood, mishandled, and how did what she battled with, bipolar, affect her day-to-day life. I really feel like that came from that seed that was spoken today about deep listening um, that was mentioned in the meeting today. Well, just a reflection. So, yeah, what, how do you, just learning how to listen deeply, not surface level, but like really listen to what the person is saying and gain understanding and also understand in what they're saying, does it warrant a comment? Does it warrant um, your feedback or reflection? Or is it just for you to listen and really understand? So, yeah, I want to leave that with you today. And all you're getting, get understanding. So this is a hard one to admit and actually speak about openly I've realized over the last 48 hours that my life thus far I have been sabotaging my own destiny and my own future by not dealing with some things just life issues just actual trauma that I went through as a child But hold up, it's not just that. When I actually look at my failed relationships or friendships, I realise that I'm not actually bringing anything to the table. I haven't been bringing anything to the table. I've tried to be my true authentic self, but with battling with the fake self and the doubting self, I've sabotaged who I really am. I came down to this conclusion that I have been walking in I've been walking as a destiny sabotager destiny hoarder and a destiny killer instead of a destiny helper like I said in the beginning that's a hard pill to actually swallow But truly, it's a healthy place to be at when you can self-examine and when your true friends come back at you, the ones that have stuck around, even though you haven't been bringing anything consistent to the table. When those few friends come back to you and say, hey, Ange, listen, I've put up with this thus far. It's time for it to change. So there was a lot more things I wanted to say, but I'm really just going off the heart today because I really woke up in shock that 
I haven't been a destiny helper to my very closest friends. I've been so caught up in my own mess that I never took the time to actually unpack it, resolve it and help those around me. And now as a mother, I'm looking at my children thinking, oh, naturally mothers, I believe, are their children's destiny helpers. They're one of them anyway. So now I'm starting to ask myself the question, how am I pushing these two young people that are growing up in the world, in the things of Christ, in their purpose, and in just being whole individuals. So today, I decree and declare that I, by every means necessary, will be consistent, committed, and trustworthy, intentional, and a destiny helper. Pray that I will walk in loyalty and integrity and obedience. And also, I pray that I will walk in my destiny, that I'll follow my dreams, all those things that I clung, hung onto as a child, that I'll go back to the drawing board. I really believe it's not too late to start again. In fact, why not start where you are? Right here, right now, with what's in your hands. Did you know it's not everything that can go on your CV? Well, in that case, I'll reword that. It's not everything that should go on your CV. So, I'm sat here thinking about what I've omitted off my CV because I just felt it wouldn't help me or there'll be question marks, which it's not a bad thing. So the question mark that would go against some of the things I've omitted on my CV One would be a construction company that I landed. I felt like it was a fantastic job. Um, I believe it was a strategic... mm, A strategic architectural developer or... No, a a strategical analysis for a construction company. I've never actually admitted this publicly... Um, But I truly am sat here and amazed that I walked out on the first day, after the first day, and never returned. So, I'll walk you through it. It was a few years back now. And I don't even know how I came... Oh, I think I came across the job. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Through women... Women in construction, yes. Um, I signed up to women in construction. 
which was fantastic. I was able to get my C, my C, my construction card. I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's called a CSS card. Um, C2 card, I can't remember. But I signed up, I think it was around 2014. So with this, with signing up to Women in Construction, I was able to be trained in health and safety and get my green card so I could work on site if and when that opportunity arose. So one did, and I applied to work for Bouygues, which is a French and English company based around the world, actually. But this one would have been in London. And I applied, went to the interview, got the job, um, was put onto their company website, was introduced on the first day um, to the team. It was welcoming. And then when I... They gave me the first task or what my day-to-day job would be. And it was something like, well, this is what I can remember. Moving, sorting out files, basically. Um, and after the first day, my head was pounding so much, I couldn't even actually see the screen. Um, I don't think I drank my water that day. But also, I, there was just something that didn't sit right with me. I, did, I cannot to this day put my finger on it. But, I mean, I think a huge part of it was my actual my actual life outside of the office. But I truly... I had to... I resigned this the first, the, after the first day. I remember cycling in... I remember handing over my letter of resignation, or I had sent it the night before. And I remember clearing my desk. And I I don't remember anything after that. I don't even remember going home with the stuff. But actually, I remember stopping outside in, on a bench and crying. I don't know what I was going through. But this is just it. I'm actually looking at the last 35 years of my life and saying, okay, what have you gone through? What have you learned? And where are you going? This is my self-examined series, let's just say. And I'm making it public because in actual fact, I feel like I'm talking to my younger self. Like, just stop, Ange, and take a look what your current situation is and ask yourself what can you learn from this what can you benefit from this who can you help in your situation right now because there's one thing in life when you're going through something and you're able to still help somebody else I'm telling you that will just take your life to another level and it takes your mind and all of these crazy thoughts or these Roller coaster of a thoughts, it it puts it into perspective because you're not constantly thinking about me 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 me, and as a mother, 
I'm a parent of two children who are not even teenagers yet, but are closely approaching. I'm asking myself the question, how are you helping them to be stable? How are you guiding them and directing them in this situation? So, because I committed myself to being open and transparent, I'm currently sitting, I'm going to describe where I'm at, mentally and physically. I'm currently sitting in my living room and at the back of the living room myself and a really helpful friend put up a wall, a dividing wall to create, let's just call it, I'm calling it my podcast hub. Well, it's a podcast hub slash study with no door, it's got a curtain. And a bed, but nobody sleeps on it. That's a whole nother series. And there's quite a few distracting things around. I've put up a huge board in front of me where I can pin stuff on, but nothing actually, what I've pinned on the board, nothing goes with, it's not in order. It's just pinned on the board. And to the left of where I'm sitting, there is a pile of bags with some stuff in it, some just empty bags for when I need to grab my laptop or grab something that I'm working on and go. And then I've got my phone, which I'm recording this podcast on, and a desktop. Then a laptop, which is half closed. So I'm describing where I'm at physically because what your environment looks like, what your space that you work in looks like or live in looks like, reflects your mind. And so I realise, and I've realised for a long time, that the more stuff I have around me is a reflection of the things that I have in my mind and right now my mind is crowded and also my physical space is crowded so I stop and ask myself the question what can you do about this now Angie and right now I really want to pour out from my heart the things that I'm realizing because it's healthy and also I was at a place similar to this in 2012 where I thought, hold on, I don't mean anything to anybody, let me exit. And that wasn't the best choice. And I thank God that that didn't work. What I tried to take myself out with didn't work. And so I sit here today on the 28th of July, 2021, examining my life, asking myself some serious questions and taking action so that I can have a better life and that my children can have a better life. Because if I'm not healthy, what's gonna happen? I'll be bleeding on them. So, 
that's my rant for today. Examine where you're at. And look at the things on your CV that you never thought would matter. <laughs> and just thank God for the things that you couldn't see. I just listened to Abby Morrow's Without You and I'm undone and I wanted to capture my raw authentic self just take a minute and breathe this exercise is for you as much as it is for me there's no script here guys I'm speaking from the heart speaking from reflecting reflecting from listening to the song but also being in a space of self-examination and I can't believe how I've literally been going through life blinded and somewhat thoughtless to the point that I've been so much in my thoughts that I was never grounded or present and it's something that sparked there's a number of things but yesterday speaking to a really good friend of mine outside my door and the conversation just brought me back to a place where I was in the midst of my first marriage my only marriage thus far and I actually, for the first time, had to look at where, what part did I play in that. I'm truly, I don't even know, <laughs> apart from God's grace, how I got this far. With the level of thinking that I had then, and the way I reacted to things. This is truly mind-blowing for me. For those of you that know me, that know my journey. And for those of you that don't, I have got stories to tell. But this one today is simply reflecting. It's a reflection of my life thus far and asking myself the question, was I really listening when people were talking? Yesterday I did a short masterclass in communication, courageous communicating and one of the takeaways that I took away and I said that I would commit myself to is <coughs> really listening for that per- for that person's pers- perspective, listening to the other person's perspective because there's a there's, there are many views from one view because of the angles So I'm sitting here, looking at my window, looking through my window across the field, and there's trees and there's cars parked up, and there's cars going by. And if I were to go into the other part of the living room, there would be a different perspective, there would be a different view.
And in saying that, I never really took the time to grieve people in my life. And I'm seeing how much that plays a part in my hostility, my on my tension or unresolved behaviors and the unfolding of things and feelings that were never brought to light and how they're affecting me today. This is just a small part of my story and I find it easier to record it now. I spent many years writing them down in books and honestly, (laughs) when I go back to some of the journals, I'm like, okay, I understand what my children are saying now when they say they can't read my writing. So yeah, this is a new take for me because this has been recorded with the intention of eventually clicking publish. And there's something beautiful and freeing in transparency. And there's always and there's also something vulnerable and a bit scary. So my daughter started her own I wanna say blog, but no, it's um a storytelling of her own stories via SoundCloud and it's a beautiful thing. It's so beautiful to hear her voice being recorded with her own stories. Just saying it is bringing a smile to my face. Because in the little action or the little encouragement, you're bringing life to someone else. Not just to my daughter, but imagining what door she's opening for someone else. You know, that hope. And also, imagine going to bed and being read a story by your child or by someone of your age. How beautiful is that? So I say all that because she clicked publish and she was like, before she went to bed, she was like, mommy, but what if those people, the people that are not so kind will say things about my stories, about my voice or about the way I've read something? And I just had to reassure her that They may come and they might add or put something that's not kind. But you need to look above that and look at all the good things and remember why you're doing it. And remember, they might just be in a lonely place, you know, needing that hand, needing someone to reach out. And that's not your place. But we can pray for them. And as I was reassuring her, I was reassuring myself for the unpublished blogs that I've started, um, for the recordings that I've never uploaded, but will do, because it's my duty to be, in this stage of my life, open, vulnerable, and honest. Because there's someone out there that may be going through the same thing or about to. And knowing that you're not alone or you're not going through this exact season or situation is helpful. It gives you a lifeline. Okay, so 
I'm in a different spot today. I'm in my little corner that I created in the very, very first lockdown. Behind me are pictures of my family. Not everyone, just some pictures of people that, family members that I saw a lot of or made the time to see last year. I really thought it would be best to check in via podcast again because what was bubbling up inside was the feeling of being obsolete, the feeling of being replaced or not needed or not bringing anything to the table. And I never have actually felt like this before or even raised this as a thought process in my own mind but it's so important to do that now I've realised what do I offer in a relationship whether it be friendship as a mother as a sister, as a daughter as a work colleague as an employee, as an employer What do I bring to the table? And I can truly say I've never felt so worthless before. And I'm okay with talking about it because I feel like that brings freedom. And it also allows me to examine and look into what's the root of that and how can I be better at doing life in relationships and relating to people. Am I relatable? Do I actually listen? Am I always self-centered and self-focused? I also wanted to touch a bit upon trigger points. So I had a little catch up with my friends today and we were talking about abuse and how it affects you later on in life especially when it's not dealt with or you feel it hasn't been dealt with in the correct way and it immediately triggered me to something that a family member told me had happened to them when they were six and it wasn't it didn't happen to me but in that moment I literally went to that place of I can't even begin to imagine what they felt, what they went through. And it was moment after moment, it wasn't just one occurrence. And they still haven't dealt with that to this day. And it it saddened me to the point that I went numb and I shut down. So my two friends were still talking and I just zoned out. And I started to imagine myself or someone so dear to me going through such an ordeal of sexual abuse and not being able to talk about it but being a prisoner of self even as I'm talking about it now I can honestly say it's not dealt with for me um, even as the person who's just heard it so imagine for the person who hasn't processed that who hasn't gone through that no convictions were ever made, no apologies were ever given, not that would ever, that would ever take that away. 
but I just feel it's important to deal with some things as they come up. I've always been interested in psychology um, and to, to my best, to the best of my knowledge and memory, I can't actually remember why. Um, however, I'm starting to actually realise some patterns. Um, so I'm going to leave that here. So when I listen back to this, if I do, hope I do, um, I can really start to see a pattern with what I've pre-recorded before. So yesterday's recording. And I'm really, these, this, this series is really um, me being my raw, authentic self. Um, and so there's no script, there's no plan in front of me with what I'm going to say and what the point is that I'm trying to make. I am doing this for my... Um, for my journey as well as sharing it with others because I feel it may help and I really truly believe when you tell your story it will help someone else give birth to their story and share their experiences their testimonies their trials and yeah learning points and takeaways so I really came upstairs I'm in that corner of my room again to really record this and um just really reflect on some things that I was thinking about. So, um, when you're, when you feel like you've, when you're stuck, um, in a place that's kind of it's mental. So when, basically, I was looking at a pile of things underneath my, one of my little pop-up desks, and I was like, why have you not sorted this out? Then I started thinking, hold on, this is a reflection of your mind, but also your the state of your body, your physical body. So, like, there's a lot of things that I've just allowed to stack up. Hello. So, it's um the first weekend of the... No, the second weekend of the lifting of lockdown. Um, whatever that means. Um, because it's all confusing. Um, and I'm literally like, how did you get up to that many pounds? Okay. So I'm not going to be hard on myself because that's just a waste of time. Um, I'm looking at action points and how I can move forward. So in my moving forward, I'm looking at, okay, eating better, um, better um, state of mind, taking time to actually look after myself, wash my face, brush my teeth, say words of affirmations in the mirror and believe it, to write down and journal. And that's one of the... reasons why I really came up here because I'm a I'm a writer and I'm looking at my old journals of the last four years and I can't really say I've consistently been doing that the last year and a half but what I have been doing is consistently committing to recording thoughts feelings and uh, reflections and this is what I'm doing here And I was realising that with a journal, you can look back, okay, so this time last year, the 31st of July last year, where was I? Where was my mental state of health? And what was I doing? And what was going good? Um, So I can flick back to that page and be like, okay. But here it's like, okay, I've got to flick through some old recordings or 
now go through my published um, podcasts and be like, oh, this is where I was. So this time next year, the 31st of July, 2022, by God's grace, I just pray that some of my heart's desires will be fulfilled. That I'll be living in that space, that created space, that made space. That I would be walking hand in hand with such person. And that I'll be holding a newborn. Come on. So, I've spoken it into the atmosphere. Let's see. And you know what? It's not even just about let's see. Let's have faith. Let's grow. Let's do what we need to do. And let's go get it. You know? Um, and I really loved where I'm at in my in my singlehood. Um, because it's really at a place where... I'm no longer desperately seeking and that's a dangerous place to be and I just love that there are quite a lot now of podcasts of YouTube um people that are getting behind and talking about relationships openly and honestly um, and I'm talking about people in the kingdom um those are, who are believers um and walking the walk of faith with Christ Jesus um I really feel like they're they're taking off some lids that needed to be taken off a long time and it's so healthy because a lot of us imprison ourselves with things that we feel we can't talk about in the faith um, and in this walk with Christ so I just love the fact that people are being raw and open and honest about relationships and being in your singlehood and I actually went down to Tab London, Tab Worship, uh, sorry Tab Lewisham which is my birthing ground where I gave my life to Christ 19 years ago. And I bought the CD. Yes, I did. I bought a CD of, um, what is it called? What is it called? It's a relationship series. Um, and Pastor Michael White talks about um, being single and seeking, single and satisfied. And there's another one, but I can't remember what it is. Single and seeking, single and satisfied. There's another one, SAS, but I can't remember. Um... So yeah, I'm in my single, I feel like I'm in my single and seeking. And then, so in this season, I'm like, okay, where do I need to be looking, God? Where do I need to go? Um, where do I need to present myself? And then I just got a hold up, child. My word says, he who finds a wife. So let me just hold a seat. Keep going in my healing journey keep becoming whole and keep becoming the one and just watch doors will open you know I need to my ears need to be attentive um my thoughts need to be on the right things I need to be doing the work of Christ that Christ set me to do and let's keep it moving like everything else everything else will come after so that that's that's a word to myself right there and then if you if you find solace in this if you find some sort of agreement with this um that's that i'm happy for you i'm happy for you so yeah i'm gonna end it there because i can go on and i shall not do that today thank you have a great day and i'm off to go and make my virtual vision board that i'm going to physically get printed and stick it on my wall let's do this